Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Jin. And I'm Shane Carvalho. Today, Shane and I have an interesting topic for you when it comes to being able to take your real estate business and production to that next level. And we're going to talk about the power of building out your network of partnerships and contractors. Yeah, and along with that, I mean, obviously there's a lot of layers and we're thinking you know, as far as like colleagues doing the same thing, like we're obviously realtors and we're in a lot of countries, but, you know, we also being in California, it's a state where a lot of people move in and out all the time. So I'd like to talk about the importance of building like our realtor network. And obviously, Michael, our initial idea was to, you know, really tackle like the vendors, contractors, um, what it takes to be a full service resource for our clients. So, I mean, let's let's start with that topic first then, Jane, like uh, being a full service business for your clients, for our clients, and really what the value um, behind that is. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because obviously we were on a call earlier and we discussed some of this stuff just by chance. But, um, you know, moving is such a stressful thing. You know, even for people like us that are in the industry, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> moving stressful. It's overwhelming. Um over the years, uh, through both the experience of selling bank-owned assets as well as helping with corporate relocations, the need to cover, you know, all necessities as part of getting a property sold uh, has kind of led to building this. I mean, it honestly, it was built initially just for those specific circumstances, but then I realized what a plus it was to be able to go even to the regular homeowner and say, hey, we can come in here. We can, you know, refer you movers, help you with your game plan, refer you to another agent if you're moving out of state or wherever you're going. If we don't cover that area, you know, we can come in, we can do the repairs, handle the inspections. Uh, we even have our own stager. We could stage your home. And so we, you know, we got to the point where we're doing a lot of that in-house, but there's a lot of people that, I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it in-house. You could also have these people as third parties or contractors. And so while we're fortunate to have quite a few of these people in house. We also have our share of vendors. And so um, being a full service asset to your client, they're not always going to need everything, even when they're selling a home. But for instance, like today, I got a call. One of my clients, their sliding door just shattered last night overnight for whatever reason. So they called me in a panic and no problem. I got my window guy. He was able to get over there within an hour, right? So it's like, you know, another client was having issues um, with her irrigation system and she was kind of panicked because it's been getting warmer. She's like, oh, my plants are going to die. And I was like, oh, no problem. We have a landscaper. So it's it doesn't have to be like the people that you use for a transaction. It could just be being a resource for clients and your circle. And it's a reason to always stay in front of them and be in touch, right? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I think about like the clients that that we serve, that I've served, like, you know, selling or even buying a house for that matter, um, it's just a very emotional, stressful journey. There's a lot of things going on. You have to balance work, perhaps family, uh, life in general. And you just really don't have the time to be dealing with everything that, you know, you and I know pop up over just the natural course of a real estate transaction. Um, and I think, you know, being able to build out your network of, of contractors, of handymen, of inspectors, it's, it's about, it's really about repeatable quick, like quick deployment of resources whenever you need it, like you said, right? Right. Well, and it's also for a lot of these people, 
like when they go to sell their home, it may be their first time and they don't, I mean, it's just the whole process is overwhelming. And then they don't even realize that they didn't realize who they need or what they need. Right. And then for some people, they just never really needed much while they lived there. And so, you know, it's, it's great to like be able to come in and, and have the necessary personnel and be able to guide and lead and also protect your clients, you know, against having bad experiences or getting ripped off. Cause unfortunately there's a lot of, you know, shady characters out there when it comes to the world of contracting. Yeah. Or even just, you know, taking that time to, to have to do the research themselves. I remember like my first home, my own home that I had to sell, like, I think my agent at the time didn't really have like the same network that we do today. And so I remember even for like photography and videography, I was the one, you know, going on Yelp, reading the reviews, trying to find the right person. And it's, it's, it's time consuming, you know, and it's like when you hire an agent, like you, you really hope that, you know, they're there to like, you know, step one, hire your agent. And then step two through a hundred or however many steps it takes to complete the transaction, you kind of hope the agent will help you through that whole process. And I think there is something to be said about, you know, like if you're meeting an agent for the first time, you're building that connection with them. There's something to be said about, you know, if they have a trusted network of people that they can refer you to, because then you're not making, you know, two, three, four, five brand new connections all at one time trying to sell your home. Well, no, that's great that, you, I mean, it's sad you went through that, but at the same time, it's great because that's what brought you into this business. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say, though, too, is that the other risk there is that when you have these relationships, I mean, look at the shortage right now of contractors and like even my my own electrician, like he's out two weeks and like, can you imagine if you don't have relationships, how far down the list you are? Like with your relationships, you can get people now most of the time. That's another really important thing. Like you went and found five or six vendors, but you were hoping that you get them in a timely manner that could stretch out the prepping of your house three months. Yeah. It never, uh, yeah, it, it never, uh, they, they never can open up things at the speed that you need them to, especially when you're reaching out to them. I mean, especially when you're reaching out to them for the very first time to your point, right? right? So they don't know you, they have their own book of business, right? They have their own clients that they have to service. And so it's, it's hard because they always have to do, you know, like an initial consult or like you know, sit down with you and go evaluate versus like, you know, with, with our teams now, it's like, they know how we try, how we like to do business. They know the quality that we expect, right? We're on the same wavelength and it's super easy just to get them out there. And for the most part, like know that they can deliver. Well, and the, you know, the other thing too, is that if let's say it is like, I mean, if it's just sending one of your vendors, like to your client who had something come up, they're not really selling right now. It's just fixing something at their house or something. It's fine. But what's really important is when you're prepping, for instance, a listing to go to market, our vendors know the quality and the level and what we do. Yep. And that's really important because um, if you get some new vendor you've never worked before, then you have to coach them on, well, this is to sell. So no, I don't want like the Ferrari toilet. You know, I'm good with the Honda Accord toilet or whatever. You know, it's like you... Yep you have to do a lot of guiding when it's someone new versus, you know, people in your network that are used to doing this. Like it's not that we cut things short, like we're quality when we prep our properties, but there's a certain level because the thing is, is that you never want to overbuild it. There's a lot of times that the new buyers aren't going to like your taste. They're going to come in and rip it out. So use something quality, do good work, but 
don't overbuild it. And especially to something to your taste, because there's a good chance it could be removed. And essentially you're just throwing bad money because you know, you're not going to get your return on investment. Yeah. And so let's, let's get a little bit tactical because I'm sure people are, are, are listening to us talk. And, you know, one of the thoughts that might be going through their head is, well, Hey, that's great guys. Like you guys already have your network. What happens if I don't have my network? What do I do? So, I mean, like if you were building a brand new network today, let's just, let's say you're starting off as a real estate agent today and you're building out a new network of contractors, of inspectors, um, how would you go about it and what would you look for? That's actually, thank you for bringing me back to where we're supposed to be, the beginning. Uh, so, I mean, your idea of, so your idea of like going through Yelp earlier and stuff and trying to find people, meet people, I mean, there's that method. I think that, I think for me, um, I know that during COVID things were a little different, but now that people are out and about and everything again, I think for me, um, I love networking events and events where like if you start meeting vendors that are outgoing and have a genuine interest in being part of our community, yeah, I think that's like an easier like pre-qualification process to what you're trying to do, right? So I think for me, I would start with going to events. And here's the thing, like you can't just go to an event being like, oh, I got to go find a plumber today. I'm talking about when you're just at events, like I'm really big on collecting information, you know, like I was just on the boat dock, leaving the boat the other day. And I ran into this guy in a suit on the boat dock. I'm like, what's this guy? Well, he has a business. They do, you know, they clean the bottoms of boats in the Harbor, like yachts and everything else. And he was well-dressed and stuff. And it was interesting because, um, you know, just started randomly talking to this stranger. And I was like, he gave me his card. And it's like, we have a different guy who usually cleans the bottom of the boat. But I thought, I like this guy. I like this personality. He's super outgoing, wants to grow his business. Like, you know what? I came home, put him in my contacts. Yeah. Now I got a, you know, yacht slash boat cleaning company. The guy covers all of California. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, that's just a random example, but I'm constantly collecting cards and meeting people and making notes. Like when I put them in my contacts, I make notes like where I met them if there's something I liked about him or whatever. And um, honestly, I just really clicked with it. I like the guy, like we were chatting it up on, you know, it's like, I needed to go. I was in a hurry, ran into each other. And then at the same time, I met this handyman who's a retired general contractor in the same conversation, got his <laughs> contact info. And it's like, you know, there's shortage. We have a handyman. So, so I think like you can do the Yelp thing, which you do. I think that's fine. Um, I love the, networking in the environments of because obviously if they're in these events yeah. they're already open to working with people in our industry and probably have some familiarity so it's kind of like cold calling expired listings versus cold calling just the phone book right like you've right. already filtered out I, you thought I was going to make a horrible analogy. I saw it in your face. No, no, no. no. You, I mean, I, I, I understand the analogy and I think okay. there's at least there's, there's a little bit of warmth, a little bit of connection there because you right. kind of know exactly, you, you know, a little bit of history about what you're stepping into. Right. And so you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like they're already pre-qualified and I know yeah. I'm making this sound overly scientific. It, I'm just saying like, this is my preferred method. And, um, I think where things have changed for me and you and I've had this conversation multiple times 
it's no longer it's my cousin's sister's brother's fifth cousin or it's you know joe blow yeah. my assistant's yeah. cousin or whatever yeah it's no longer like that that's out the window like i'm not even saying that you can sure you can meet people and oh i want to keep it in the family whatever great right but it's very important, especially when you're referring these people, trying to take care of your client, pick the best person for the job. If they happen to be in your friend circle or a family, whatever, hey, that's great, right? Like, because here's the thing at the end of the day, I like, there's a painter I've been friends with for years. Like, he sucks now. I don't use him for painting, but if I see him on the street or he's playing golf or whatever, hey, what's up, man? You know, it's like you can have your friends, but then, you know, your vendors, this is on another level. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, you know, it's interesting. I've had enough dealings with, and you, you have too, certainly we've talked about <laughs> this. Like that's a whole nother, friends that's a whole friends, nother family friends, you know, these, <laughs> you know, and almost to a degree, like it, it's, I would, I, I don't, I would prefer not to even go that route. Right. Because sometimes it could just be because there's that intimate connection or relationship, whether it's through a friend, it complicates, friend, it complicates things. Right. And it's like, then you get into, you know, being Asian, it's like, Oh, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like you gotta be like respectful. You gotta be, you know, like you, it's, it's harder to have the more difficult conversations with them that need oh, to be yeah. had, especially if they're working on projects with you. Right? right. Because there is that sort of level of familiarity because they came referred from someone. So that's almost why no reason why I wouldn't even want to do that because you know me, like I, I mean, I, when I don't have that familiarity, there's the project manager in me yeah. that will freaking tear you a new one if I need to. I, yeah, I was very is- surprised the first time I saw you tear a new one. I was like, wow, <laughs> it's like the little dog that you don't know has this big bark. I was like, this guy's got a big bark. Kind of caught I mean, me. for the most part, I'm chill, but like, you know, like there's. Just certain times, if you, it, it, I think it's for me, if it's a repeated pattern of not delivering, it just, it gets on my nerves to no end. Right. So how many chances, how many chances should we give people in our network? I think at most (laughs) two or three. And I'm serious about that. Like, and I think for me, it's about how do you respond to that second chance that I give you? Right. Because for me, it's like, I know everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. Um, and, and like, it happens all the time. I, I totally understand. I don't, I don't make mistakes. You don't? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just, uh, oh crap, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's, I want to like, when I evaluate somebody, I want to see like, cause I know mistakes are bound to happen. Miscommunications are bound to happen, especially if we're working together for the first time. Right. Right. So I think for me, it's like, if something happens, I want to see how you respond to the feedback that I give you, right? Can we have an open professional conversation about it? Will you take, you know, what I, the feedback that I give you to heart, right? And will you implement the things that make sense? Now, if it doesn't make sense, tell me about it. Like, you know, call me out, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. Let's have a conversation. Let's agree on a path forward. And then I, if we, once we agree on a path forward, I expect you to execute to it. And the second time around, if you don't execute to it, like you better have a pretty damn good reason why. Yeah. Well, here's, so here's something interesting. So like, for instance, being that I've been general contractor, grow building and stuff, it's like, even being a real estate broker, it's like you, like, I know the business is so well that we forget sometimes that people are at different levels or different places in their careers. And so one thing that can happen 
with the communication, like with a new vendor or whatever, is that what their standard is as done or their standard of a good job or their standard of communication with your client. Like there's always with me, it's like this implied that's how it is. That's a huge mistake. Yeah. Like I've had lately, like I was ripping one of our plumbers a little bit the other day. Cause I was like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. You're like over an hour late. These people drove an hour to meet you. How did you not think that it'd be nice to like, let me know, to let them know that you're late. Like, or like the second time, not even show up. You wanted to show up three hours later. And I was like, dude, like, I don't work like that. Like, we're never going to work together. Like, this yeah. is your chance. So do not, I guess the best way to put the, the topic of this little clause is do not make any assumptions about common sense or standards of communication, standard of operation, quality of work. Spell it all out. Oh, and, if it's too much, and if it's too much to spell out, then maybe you don't want to deal with that person. Maybe find somebody else. Well, and this is kind of like for me, like I, I don't, I haven't gone the networking route as you have, right? I, you know, my primary sources when I first try to find contractors, like we talked about is one Yelp, right? Or two, like even like a, an app like Thumbtack, you know, where at least they have a history of doing certain jobs and you can see the reviews. But even then, I think, you know, there's, there's a term I've always abided by and it comes from my consulting days and it's always, and I told you this, it's always trust, but verify, right? Um, I can trust the reviews potentially, but I still need to verify them for myself. And so like one of the approaches I found effective is like when you're building out a new relationship with a contractor, start them off with something small, start them off with something easy. And I'm totally serious, right? Because then you kind of get a sense at least a little bit in terms of when you interact with them for the first time, like how do they communicate with you, right? How organized are they, right? How responsible and responsive are they? And that, if you can give them one small thing and they can execute on that, that goes a long way in, in terms of proving to me that, hey, you're probably ready for bigger jobs that I have for you down the road. Yeah, well, I, the reason I was laughing was because um, I know in the last year, let's just say we launched a couple newbies on a couple of very big projects and clearly I wish we could get a, a do-over. You know, maybe <laughs> I would have started with like, Hey, can you just come and adjust this door at my house? You know, like, it's just, yeah, I, I love how that's probably a new one and a new arrow in your quiver there. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's even for those listening, it's like, you know, Shane, like Shane's been in the business for 20 years, you know, we're both experienced. I've been doing this for like six, seven years. It's like, we still sometimes make mistakes, you know, and like what Shane's talking about, we had an investment property in Cupertino, at least last year. This is the story I'm thinking of. We brought on a contractor that we've never used before. Part of it was just because of timing and availability because contractors are hard to come by right now. We Our, our go-to guy was working multiple projects. We brought a guy on to do this flip and it was the most horrible experience ever. And, you know, you really have to, you know, one of the important lessons it taught me was you really, again, trust, but verify. You really have to verify what the heck it is they're saying to you. Um, because with this guy, you know, he... He came to us, he told us, you know, he had so much experience working on custom homes in the area. He showed us all these photos. And then I remember like towards the end, or <laughs> it, if we didn't tell him what to do, it's like he just didn't even bother to think about it. Like putting outlets in the garage or 
I mean, even when he told them what to do, like pouring concrete in the backyard, they still didn't get it right. But you know, there's with the diagram, couldn't even with figure diagram, out with the diagram. Figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where it's like you really have to start small with new contractors um, because you don't want to get caught in the same mess that you know that we got caught in trying to give them a whole job from beginning to end. Well, and he was referred by somebody I've known for a long time which in fact, I actually talked to that guy today. He's like, by the way, I'm not referring anybody else, but it's like, <laughs> I guess always be on guard. Like when you said, trust, but verify, like for a job that big, we should have checked references. You yeah. probably should have called the last three clients and been like, Hey, what's the deal? You know, because we just trust, we are very trusting because came from a trusted yeah, source. Trust the yep. guy seemed legit. And um, yeah. So no, I like that. Michael starting with small as you're so, I mean, when, and when, here's the thing, like, obviously we're talking about building your network and picking your contractors and vendors and everything else. I mean, you're probably not like a lot of what we're doing with our referrals, it's smaller stuff. We're just saying like, you know, if you are going to get someone involved, like, especially for a big project, if you've never worked with them before and like, you don't want to just refer them to your client. Like, it's just not, that's just not a good thing, but if you want to kind of wean them in, maybe try them on a small project, make sure that you feel good enough to refer them because then that's your name on the line. So, and I mean, Michael, I know that I, you know, basically, um, I, I guess like, I assume that you're like the Yelp searching guy. And I kind of told you like going to events and stuff, like before we move away from this specific topic, like, yeah. What is your preferred way to go meet and build your network of vendors and contractors? I, <laughs> I personally am not a huge fan of, of like networking events. I see the value of it, but I feel like, and maybe this is just engineer personality. Engineer it personality. is my, it is my engineering personality to some degree. <laughs> it's also a little bit of my like Chinese personality because oh my natural impression is, you know, you know, to be successful, you have to be somewhat of a slick salesperson. And with slick salespeople, I have a natural inherent distrust meeting them off the bat. So that's why for me, like, I like talking to them over like Yelp, talking, exchanging emails, because it also gives me a sense of how attentive and how in tune they are, right? Um, because it's, I can send them an email, I can see how quickly they respond back. Um, I can send them a Yelp response, see how quickly they respond back. We can exchange ideas without me feeling like, you know, I'm getting some slick salesperson, like, I don't know. Uh, okay. canned, we're we're going to have to have a breakout. We're going to have to have a breakout therapy session here. Sounds <laughs> like a little bit of trauma there, Mr. Jen. But no, I, I do, I do understand. Um, I do understand, like, I mean, I, I get that you feel like if someone's not putting on the dog and pony show, you feel like you can evaluate them better because that whole facade can be a distraction to like, who are they really? What skills do they possess? How responsive, how good a communicators are they without putting on a show and putting their best foot forward? And it's with almost Yelp, like dating. It's yeah, almost because, you know, like in those kind of networking events, I mean, I, I'm sure some people are very like genuine. They go and they want to network and meet people. But I think other people like go prepared with a dog and pony show to your point. Right. Whereas like if I find somebody on Thumbtack or if I find somebody on Yelp, you know, even just looking at their profile, right. 
looking at how they crafted their description of their business, their service, looking at their website. All of these things are a reflection of them that they can't really change that quickly, right? It's it's an outward expression of themselves to all of their clients. And even from that, the attention to detail, how, how well they designed their website, um, how well they crafted a description of their services tells me a lot about the person before I even like have a chance to sit down and talk with them. Well, so, I mean, did you ever try going to these events or did you just assume that that's just how it's going to be? I mean, there is a part of like, I, I assume how that is. Right. And I, like, for me, like I used to be a Yelp elite person too, but that's more on the food side. So like naturally for me, like Yelp is just kind of the default go-to platform for me to find like the services and the people that I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm obviously half teasing, but no, I do appreciate the angle and I, and I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just like, for me, I mean, I'm a people person. I like being out in public and, and I have a pretty good BS detector. Like, I mean, no offense to car sales people because they're not all slimy, but I hate, like I build relationships with people at dealerships. Like if I am buying through dealerships yeah, because I cannot stand the experience. It's like, it's like those guys from New York that call me every day if I need capital. And it's just that like, Sometimes the answer just for entertainment, just I need a quick laugh or whatever. But it's so like fake and like, like just, oh, I mean, those New York calls in the morning, those are by far like the most salesman y, like yeah. slimy things I deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> I cannot stand it. So I lean on my kind of BS, like gut on, you know, who I build relationships with. Like I said the other day, like those couple contacts I collected. It's kind of like when you're building relationships and meeting clients you want to work with. It's like you just find your people. And I think for me, like your approach of how you find people, like I feel like you don't get their personality. So they respond quick to your response online or they have a good, you know, skit. It's almost like online dating. Like you really have to meet in person to know if you really have that human connection. And so that's where you and I are different. And it's not that one of us is right or the other one's wrong, but I guess our listeners are lucky because they get a taste of- You get two different perspectives and approaches. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's it's interesting because like when I, I feel like, yeah, I probably take a very technical approach when it comes to like finding contractors, but it's a degree for me, it's like initially it's like, well, for me, like business is business, you know, like if I'm going to hire you for the first one or two jobs, like I expect you to be professional. And then, you know, who knows, maybe we, maybe we, maybe we connect, maybe we grow a friendship or relationship out of it. But Ultimately, like you could be very different from me in terms of personality and that's okay. As long as you deliver what it is I need you to deliver for me. Well, but I'm not trying to be their friend either. I guess what I'm referring to and, and you made a good point, but what I'm saying like for me is that like they need to be aligned. Like I was saying earlier, 
like I was saying earlier, what people's like done is or quality is or communication is. Yeah. So like if you already don't vibe, mm. then can you imagine trying to address those things? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's where I'm getting. It'd be at. near possible. No, I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. And, you you have to have that ability to to kind of work together well. And at least yeah. be compatible to some degree. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. So I know we've probably overkilled this topic. So I'm gonna like, I still feel like there's a little bit to to kind of complete to get the full picture. So I'm gonna kind of, I know we got re really into the micro. Yeah. I'm gonna step out a little bit to the macro. Sure. So like, I guess with, you know, how I built my list or what's important to me is, you know, we primarily sell homes, right? Yeah. So it's like. So who's, who's my list? Who's my network? Who am I trying to build? Um, well, we've been talking a lot about repairs, et cetera, that kind of thing. So contractors that can be, you know, plumbers, electricians, yep. landscapers, um, alarm people, security camera people, audio visual people, you know, window people, um, roofers, roofers yep. people that do gutters, you need your HVAC people. Right. And then landscape then, folks. Um, what's that? landscape gardeners <laughs> i did mention landscape oh, you did. okay yeah but then you also um are gonna have some more like unique circumstances like it's good to have like trust and estate attorneys yeah real estate attorneys uh good surveyor obviously you're good home and termite inspectors um you know stager um good painter uh you, you know you just and even to certain some circumstances like a mural artist you know i mean there there's goes on and on right and then you know in addition to that if you want to be the complete agent well if you're primarily working in your immediate market where you live know some of the local coffee shops know some of the restaurants like you know like what's a great place to eat like do you know the owner can you introduce them like where do you like to grab your coffee like just be a total resource. Cause like in our market, like we get a lot of people that move into the area or buy second homes here that don't really know the lay of the land. And so it's like, if you're this much of a resource, then there's always reason for them to stay in touch with you. It's a great way to nurture your client base. Like the more connections and the more you can do to help your client, the more naturally connected you're going to stay. And it's going to take that effort out of, Oh my gosh, I got to do A through F today. It's my time of the quarter to contact my VIP list. And I'm doing last names that start with A all the way to F today. But it's like, if you start getting engaged at this level yeah. and you build a network at this level, you're going to still have to you know be reaching out here and there to people. But it's like, you're going to eliminate a lot of that structured, I got to call this person and, you know, and like... I just love to talk and I always have reasons to talk to people, yeah. but for, you know, the engineering type that <laughs> might be like, Oh, I'm going to pick up the phone and call this person. Cause I want to stay in touch. But like you and I, we call somebody like I'm much more likely to just jump in the conversation. Cause that's just who I am. Yeah. You're going to want a purpose and then you're going to have to like loosen up. Yeah. And so it's like, like, especially for someone like yourself, that whole network, that might even be a more important thing for you. Like with your, you know what I mean? With the communication to a network. So anyway, I just, that, I think, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I think this kind of covers like network of vendors, contractors, et cetera. I mean, do you have anything else you want to add? 
Well, I do want to I do want to hit up on that point you talked about just like not just like contractors and vendors, but also getting to know like your local businesses. And, you know, it's interesting, like, yeah, for me being like an engineer, not being the most sociable type, like, like networking is important. I I, didn't, I will never deny like the impact of networking. And so for like somebody like me, who's, or it doesn't come as naturally as it does for like you, I think like, <laughs> no, I mean, but I'm serious, right? Like, I think like being able to go and do like, go to those local restaurants, go to those local stores, pursue the things that you have interest and passion in. And like, if you're not a natural networker, like those are the best type of places to explore and to like, to go to more because you will, whether you're good at it or not, you'll naturally build out networks. You know, like for me, it's, it's orange theory, right? Like I literally will go to orange theory. You see the same people like every single class and you mm -hmm. naturally will just build relationships with them over time. Same with like, you know, going to different restaurants, mm -hmm. going to local restaurants. Um, wine tasting, you know, <laughs> I love yeah, wine no, tasting that's definitely you, you one... with similar interests and you never know, like, and that's kind of, for me, it's a natural way to start a conversation with somebody because I already do know that there is a, to your point, like there's a purpose and there's, there's, I know there's something that's connecting us. Yeah, no, well, and yeah, we didn't really get into common threads, but yeah, but that's, that kind of goes along with, like I said, with the networking events, it's like, you know, if you have these people that already are there yeah then they do have that commonality but i love obviously the commonalities with our hobbies right like i'm an avid saltwater fisherman you know like so i know i i do love that and i appreciate you bringing that up i uh i i mean i enjoy this topic and obviously we could talk for hours about it um i think the other part of this that was super important is and what's been really lucrative for my business over the years is networking with other agents yeah you know, I started doing that years ago. And I mean, I sent, well, in 2014, I set a, a company record for closing 41 outbound referrals. So, wow. I mean, I, I think that year I only sold like 35 houses here, but I closed 41 outbound referrals, which when you think about those numbers, that's crazy, right? Like yeah. you actually sent out more referrals than what you sold at home. And so my point being is that there's a lot of people moving out of California all the time, just like there's people coming in. And now more than ever, there's people moving out. Um, you know, I recently have closed with other agents in my network, people going outbound to Florida, people going outbound to Texas, to Oregon, to Idaho. I mean, I could go on and on a lot of States, but here's what you don't realize is that, especially if you're a newer agent building traction in this market, like you want to take advantage of every opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if you have time to be building and prospecting, part of your prospecting, building your network should be building an agent network. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because in the meantime, like your first few deals might actually come from other agents in your group. Like if you're part of our group, I mean, obviously, you know, the Wolfpack, we have like 2000 agents now and, you know, in 24 countries. So it's like, yeah, I mean, once in a while I'll do something with Portugal or, something with Italy or whatever, but you know, most of mine are usually Canada, U S or Mexico. Yeah. Uh, regardless. I mean, you know, depending on your ties, you know, like, you know, like one of my friends is strong ties to India. Well, we're in India. So it's like a lot of, you know, business there with the back and forth. But, um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that, um, this is well, and Michael, you're going to hate this, but where do you think I meet a lot of these agents? 
networking events, <laughs> company, company conferences, yep. yeah. coaching conferences, other places in the country. Right. So, um, but you know, you connect, do they work like you? Can you trust them? Are they, you know, so I've been building that network and, um, and it has served me like just my network through the brokerage. And I mean, this is, it'll be three years in June since we've been on this platform. And I mean, I probably average one referral a month. I mean, I'm probably being conservative. I mean, probably one closed a month, but probably even more than that. And I haven't even put in the kind of effort I should be putting in because yeah, I just stay busy with so many other things, but you can't, you cannot ignore the strength of having an agent network that you can refer business back and forth to. And especially as you get into more countries and there's a lot of international movement as well. So um, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny because I've started like, you know, I, I have started building out my own agent network, but it's funny the way I'm doing it. I'm doing, actually doing it through Instagram. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll go and I'll connect with like agents, like around the country, around the world. And it's like, again, it's, 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 it's that common platform where like, I, you know, like we have Instagram in common and just like share ideas or just see what's going on and, and connect that way. It's kind of weird. Maybe I just like to do everything through technology. Um, I think you're avoiding human contact. I'm avoiding human contact. This is what COVID did to me. Um, but you know, it's interesting cause I have, I, I do agree. Like it's super important, like to build out like a network of agents that you can go to, you know, for the same reasons that we talked about with contractors, you want to introduce your clients to people that, you know, you know, and you trust. And it's interesting. I had an experience, like I've, I've had experiences with not clients moving, but actually with agents moving. And it's actually also benefited me. Like I knew I had a real estate friend. He used to do a lot of business here. He ended up moving to like the East Coast and then he couldn't support his clients the same way over there that he could when he was still here. And so I started getting referrals that way, which was also kind of interesting. But again, it's just the power of, of networking. Well, I think that, um, I mean, when, like when this first happened in 2014, when I, I mean, the reason I got so involved and had so many referrals was actually because at the time I was selling bank owned properties okay. and I was doing such a good job covering such a large area for this asset management company that they're like, Hey, you've been doing such a good job for us. We'd love to find someone else like you, like in some of these other markets, we're having such a hard time in these other markets across the country, finding good people. And so, I mean, I just started like going through the platform that we used to manage the assets yeah. and looking for people in those other markets. And I would literally cold call and interview these agents. And if I couldn't reach them and they weren't calling me back, I was blacklisting them because I was like, okay, well, there's an agent that's not going to be good for us. Right. Um, but basically, um, I I mean, I guess I inadvertently realized the power of networking and referrals to other parts of the country. Like it kind of happened by accident. And then when I started doing a lot of corporate relocation within my company and I started seeing how much movement of corporate executives in and out, that also inspired me to, to build that. And then I don't know, then I got real busy here and I just didn't put as much effort into it. Didn't stay in as good a touch. But then once, you know, during COVID and stuff, when we joined this platform and all of a sudden during COVID, I found myself on just millions of zoom calls with agents from all over the place. I started realizing the power of connection again. And, uh, you know, once we start having this mass exodus from California, 
I know I'm probably exaggerating that, but I, in my entire 20 plus years, I've never seen so many people leave the state, but all this became like, kind of like the perfect storm to like, I really got to focus on my network again and, and on my referral network. And so now I'm constantly building. I mean, I just got back from Florida, made connections with like 12, 13 people, you know, and it's like good people, people that I connect with, you know, people that I, that really resonate with me. And, um, you know, basically I feel like, um, going forward, you know, it's like along with, how do I say this? So the way that we nurture, like our clients, our past clients, our VIPs or whatever, I I think that I want to make it more of like that connection or that the importance because before it's like, oh, I had network of agents, I'll reach them when I need them or whatever. And there's not any kind of consistent contact or communication. And so I feel like I should probably be including them in my newsletter. And I should also probably be including them in some kind of a follow-up program like I do with my other clients, you know? And um, anyway, my thoughts. No, I mean, I think that's I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's that's really important. I think... Um... Don't let this go to your head, but I think after this uh, this podcast, you know that that is one area that I, I I do admire about you is your ability to like really just reach out to whomever and like build a relationship and a rapport like quickly, you know, with them. Um, yeah, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, and I was gonna again. Don't let that get to your head, but I will give you that compliment. No, and and I think it's something that like you know in the time that I've known you, like it's something that like I do seriously admire about you, and it's something like I need to learn more of as well. But I think like to your point of like nurturing these agents, it is, it is incredibly important because it's like, you know, people, people remember the, the, the great positive interactions and experiences that, that they have, you know, whether it's with friends, family, coworkers, uh, business partners, agents, whatever it is. And, you know, like when you constantly follow up, you stay top of mind, you, you, you're, you're building a natural relationship with them. You're developing a friendship. You know, you become somebody that's a trusted partner in their lives. And so it's like, yeah, why not? Like when an opportunity comes, like when, why wouldn't they, you know, go to you first, right? But if you don't follow up with them, um, then it's like there's, I'm sure there's tens of 10, 20, a dozen other agents that they could go to over you. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But, um, you know, just the last, cause I've been here now with obviously with this brokerage for three years, almost three years now. And it's interesting because at a lot of the events I go to, um, some agents purposely want to stand out and on, I won't forget. I was at this icon event last year and this one agent's business card is a bottle mm-hmm. opener. It's a metal business card with a notch to open bottles. And she puts on there, refer me, you know, like I love your referrals or I forget. I have to pull it out and show it to you tomorrow, but yeah, like it's some people go out of their way to really do that and build that. And then one of my buddies, in fact, I saved the platform. He's been sending out, he put on his social media, this link, Hey, I want you to be my referral partner, fill in where you're at. And so I was thinking that I do have an organized group in my Google contacts already of this network of agents, but I'm thinking maybe it's time to like level up, like be more intentional about it. Um, so yeah, it just it's on the to-do list with a million other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a great idea. So I can't wait to kind of see you implement that for sure. All right. Well, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of great topics today. Um, anything else you want to kind of add before we wrap up? Um, no, I mean, 
you know me, I could carry on for days. <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess we've accomplished what our mission was today, which, you know, let's talk about building our referral network. And, um, you know, we've talked obviously both with vendors, contractors, agents, and um, we dove pretty deep. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to this episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. Hopefully you guys uh, found what we had to talk about in our experiences with, uh, you know, building out the right network with contractors and agents helpful. And uh, hopefully you have some nuggets that you can go and implement yourself going forward to help your business. So with that, thanks for uh, tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>